This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. As NFL player Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin fought for his life in the hospital, we saw something cool happen. All 32 NFL teams included Pray for DeMar on their Twitter avatars. Even an ESPN host prayed for the Buffalo Bills safety live on television. Fans gathered together, people on social media came together, and everyone prayed. They prayed for his recovery and they prayed for him. And what it demonstrated is that prayer works. A lot of times prayer gets poo-pooed, right? People say, why are you praying? It doesn't do anything. There's criticism behind it. There's a lack of belief in the power of prayer. But what this showed is that prayer is powerful. So I wanted to have someone on the show uh, who is not only a colleague and someone who I really look up to in television, but someone who wrote a book about this, who wrote a book about the power of prayer, of what it can do. And that woman is Harris Faulkner. I'm a huge fan of hers just as, as a colleague, a friend, as someone who's done so much in her career at, at Fox News and in television. I mean, she's a six-time Emmy award-winning anchor. She's now the New York Times best-selling author because of this book, Faith Still Moves Mountains. It's an incredible book. You probably know her from Fox News as well. She's the host of the Faulkner Focus. She also serves as a co-host of Outnumbered, a show that I'm frequently on as a guest. But she wrote this really incredible book, Faith Still Moves Mountains. And, and it's so cool because it, what it does is she goes through, and she's such a good storyteller just through her career and all the work that she's done. She speaks with all these people and tells their story about times of crisis when they turn to prayer to get them through it. We're talking about, you know, an individual who survived an earthquake in Haiti or the theater shooting in Aurora, Colorado. People who, who held on and prayed through these times of tragedy, times where they thought they were going to die, and they turned to God. So we're going to talk to her about this book, what prayer means, what she learned through it, and also how faith impacts her own life. We're also going to get her take on the latest on the news, talk to her a little bit about Joe Biden, the, the fact that he has lied to us, he's withheld classified information, 
the fact that the DOJ has not been honest with us, get her take on all of that, and also just talk to her about her life a little bit. I mean, look, she's accomplished a lot in her career. She's incredibly talented. So we'll talk to her about her path to being a host at Fox News and one of the top cable news hosts in the country. So I hope you enjoy this interview with someone who I deeply respect, who I consider a friend, and who I look up to, the great Harris Faulkner. Harris Faulkner, it's such an honor to have you on the show. You are a colleague, a friend. I have so much respect for you. So it is a pleasure to have you on my show. Oh, thank you so very much, Lisa Booth. First of all, I just want to tell your listeners just how big your heart is and just working with me and supporting me with Faith Still Moves Mountains. My first number one bestseller on the New York Times list. I feel so blessed. It's hard to even still say that. It's like it's happening to somebody else. But you are such a friend and such a prayer partner. I'm so grateful for you. So I just want to say thank you. Well, I feel the same about you. And for everyone at home, my parents came into town in New York to visit and Harris was so kind to them. My mom's a huge fan or both my parents are huge fans, but my mom watches Outnumbered religiously. Huge fan of yours. And you took the time to talk to them. You're so warm and welcoming. And that meant the world to me because obviously they're the most important people in my life. So thank you for that. And it really just shows your heart. Aww, absolutely. You know, Harris, before we get into your book, which is amazing, and, and your life and, and your career, we've got a crazy news cycle on our hands as we watch this story unfold with Joe Biden, his mishandling of classified, uh, classified documents, uh, and also knowledge that he was fully aware of his son's business dealings. What's on your mind as, as we follow the story and the story continues to break? First of all, I'm disappointed that the president who promised the most transparency in American history during his presidency has failed the American people so dismally. And there was a failure that really didn't get calculated in the other media, the liberal media. That, that really we have to start to think about now what we do and what we don't know. And that was the pull out of Afghanistan. And you say that and you're like, oh, well, you know, that happened so long ago. But we knew from the generals at the time that we weren't getting the real story about what was happening with this president and how they were lobbying him not to do that. And that he went rogue, did, did it the way he wanted to do. And look at where we are now, 13 dead servicemen and women at the gates of Kabul airport and an untold amount of people from Afghanistan who helped us throughout the years of war dead um, and injured in something that didn't have to be a bloody, horribly planned exit from a 20 year war. That to me is probably the origin of where we are now, just in terms of how much hiding this administration is willing to do. And again, as a journalist, I'm disappointed because I can't help the situation any. It's not like I can go and I can FOIA and find out why they didn't tell the American public on November 2nd when Biden sent private attorneys to the, to the Penn Biden Center that bears his name to go get papers that I refuse to believe that no one knew about. They, it wasn't just that they were collecting some papers that were caught between the funeral arrangements of his deceased son, Bo, which is very sad, and other documents, 
it wasn't that it was just kind of, why did you need to send private attorneys? Because that protects you from those attorneys talking about what they find immediately, attorney-client privilege. But today is another drip, 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 and we don't know fully what it will be. But look at last week, Lisa. Finding out that the DOJ was present during the collection of documents at one of the locations where they've been found now is really disturbing. They kept the FBI away, and they didn't even survey the search. For all we know, they were hanging out in the kitchen. We don't have a whole lot of details. But who was watching these attorneys? And why do you need $1,000 an hour attorney? Like, these were not the paralegals in the office, God bless them, and the lower-level, less-experienced attorneys, which would normally go to somebody's house to pick up documents. These were the highest-paid professionals that Biden sent to go collect his belongings. Why would you do that? How are you going to convince anybody you didn't know what was there? Well, and and hearing you talk, I I mean, you're touching a lot about just this lack of transparency all around, whether it's Afghanistan with these documents, you know, with the DOJ, you know, seemingly withholding information from us, not being transparent, not being truthful. But this is really allowed, you know, even going back to the 2020 election. I mean, Joe Biden spent much of the election hiding. Yes. Why do you think the media didn't vet him. Why did they let him off the hook heading into the 2020 election? They vetted him the way that they wanted to for the last 50 years. I mean, he's probably, I mean, you know, Lisa, you're talking about your friends vetting you. I mean, that's what happened. You're in office for 40 to 50 years, eight of them as a vice president. And if they did even bother to vet him, you know what that looked like. What flavor ice cream do you want? we, We already see what it looks like. And what's so disappointing is he could have been different. He could have chosen to be different. But this is an extension of the Joe Biden that some people in politics have known all along. Remember, former President Obama didn't exactly jump on his bandwagon right away when he ran for the third time. He did not. And by the way, if these papers, these classified documents have been moving around since 2017, as they reportedly were, and then ended up at the Penn Biden Center, He got $950,000 for the use of his name, by the way. So Hunter wasn't the only one making money off the Biden name. But if if that's the case, what happened to them between 2017 and the time that they ended up at the Penn Biden Center? And that's a whole different election that they would have been floating out there. We know that some of the documents at the center, not necessarily the ones at his home yet, we don't know a whole lot of detail about those yet, but some of them are marked top secret and we're regarding foreign intelligence for Iran, Ukraine, China. What was happening at Ukraine at that time? They were overthrowing the president. Well, why was Hunter Biden involved in money business over there? And how does that expose us as a nation, national security, now that his father is president? Is there anything that anybody could hold over his head and thereby ruin us as a country? I mean, we have a lot of questions, but they do seem to have a theme, don't they? He's been getting coverage on these classified documents for a long time. Well, and to your your point, you know, the influence peddling is, of course, a concern as his entire family cashed in off of his last name. And he also seemingly used the office of the vice presidency to allow this to happen. You know, as you look at the media today, you've, you've been in the game for a long time, Harris. You worked your way up through local television made it to Fox. You have a, you know, number one, you know, show as a host, co-host. Uh you've made it. How has the media changed over the years since when she, when you started? Because you're a critical thinker, but that 
doesn't always take place in the media. So how has it changed or has it? I, I won't say that it's become more or less liberal because I just don't think we talked a whole lot about our personal politics as journalists. So one huge way that it's changed is people are willing to show you exactly who they are um, and not in a good way, such that when something catches fire, viewers are like, well, where do I go just to get the fire? Like, who's just covering the building? What, do I have to get everything filtered through politics? And unfortunately, that's the game that's being played among many in the liberal, really, I mean, in the media, really on both sides of, of the aisle, because the goal, particularly among those with the least amount of experience, they're coming in at a time where social media has been part of their lives. We didn't have that in the early times. And I always joke with my, my 16-year-old daughter, you know, before there was the wheel or fire, <laughs> because she, she's like, oh, mom, you're old. I'm like, no, I'm just a little bit less hip and more hip replacement, but give me a break. But look, I don't think it's changed as much in terms of how we do the job when we're doing just journalism. I think what's changed is that there is a willing, willingness now to accept the fact that the former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, could go on his brother's show and make a case. And he was being accused of sex, sexual assault charges. Like you could make your case on your brother. I mean, we live in a different time. And holding journalists accountable is paramount to holding lawmakers, elected officials accountable. If you can't protect free speech and the Constitution's verbiage around what we do as an estate that's supposed to go get the truth and report it, I think you're losing an important battle there. And I, I don't want to accuse anybody by name, although I think the Cuomo's probably, you know, I, I think everybody saw that for what it was. But we could, couldn't we? Couldn't we kind of tick down a list? I mean, the business is weeding out some of those people because ratings will dictate it. And people say, well, why do so many people watch Fox? And I said, look, we have editorial. We're just like a newspaper. You have your editorial pages and you have your news pages. I don't think people really get it too confused. It's just that you hear all voices on the Faulkner focus. You hear all voices, Democrat and Republican. That's what's necessary. And yeah, there's healthy debate. It gets heated sometimes on Outnumbered as well. Sometimes Lisa Booth is part of some of that fight. But Lisa Booth comes with the facts. And when we don't have the facts, we shore each other up. We actually want the truth. And I appreciate that because what you're laying out is a fact-finding commission, right? As what you do on your show, you, you allow for different voices. You you hear them out. You present the information. You present the facts. And then you allow the audience at home to decide what they believe, right? And and to, to get the information that way. You know, one thing I'm always impressed with you, Harris, is how present you are in everything. I mean, when you show up in work, you always know your stuff. You are always prepared. But I also see you with your husband and there's so much love there and you're always doing stuff with your two daughters and you're always being present in your family life as well. How do you how do you do that and just staying present in so many different aspects of, of your life? I love how you ask that question because that's the key to it. On And I'm in my 20th year of marriage. We'll celebrate our anniversary officially in April, although we got a little early start already. You know, my husband said, because I'm such a producer in my head, I'm looking around, making sure the music's going to go when it's supposed to. And we're standing 
you know, at the altar and he looked at me and he said, be present. We're right here. I will be by your side and you will be by mine. Let's be in this moment. It doesn't have to be perfect. And that's how my marriage started. And now two kids in and a whole career in, I think he gets that right every time. And I don't have to be reminded as much. I'm not perfect. I'm still a recovering perfectionist. But I think I just got blessed to marry the right guy who reminds me constantly that the only moment that we live in is this one. And when my father passed on Christmas Day of 2020, I had lost two parents inside of five years with young children. And I thought, I don't, my heart just hurt so much. I don't know that God hears my prayers. And I leaned out from my faith. And my husband, I mean, we don't, we don't talk. Neither one of us was meant to prophesize. The divine assignment on my life is to be a witness as a journalist, to tell other people's stories and to get them right. But, you know, he reminds me in those very low points that it does hurt. But this is the only moment that you have, Harris. So what will you do with it? And I decided, well, I guess I better pray. Because your only moment might be your best moment. You never know. And so I married well. And it didn't have to do with, you know, the job work or which house or what kind of car can we afford. None of that. This is a guy I could live in a tent with although he's really tall, and the bonus of that is is that it would have like a vaulted ceiling. Even the tent, it'd be pretty good. Kidding. But but I I do think that that's, that's most of what goes on. So when I'm having a day that's bigger than me, Lisa, I ask for help. And I got a bestie there. I love that. And I love the love that you guys have. I've seen you guys together. You can just see it that, you know, you truly do love each other, which is is a beautiful thing. As you said, you've been married, uh, I think you said 20 years, which is a a beautiful accomplishment. You know, I mean, that's amazing. How how did you know? I joke about that because I'm a bit of a cougar. I'm a little (laughs) bit older than he is. Just a little. And so when I hear you say that number, I'm like, I don't think it'll bother him as much as it bothers me. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. How did you know that? This guy is my guy. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I was working so hard. We were in Minneapolis and we went out on a couple of dates and we met through uh, one of the news anchors in my newsroom who did phil- who did like, um, I was going to say philanthropic, but I want to say what they did because it's, it's most important because it was with the boys and girls clubs. And the reason that that's important is because this was a guy who always knew he wanted kids, always knew blah, blah, blah. And me, he married somebody who's like, no, I don't want children. I'm not even sure if I want to get married. I love this career. So she introduced us. And long story short, it took a while for me to kind of figure out, okay, yeah, that could be interesting. But we just had so much fun together. And there was never any pressure. We knew what our goals were and what was important to us. But it didn't divide us. And I think sometimes, and plus I was already 33. Five, I think. Yeah, because I was 40 when I became a mom. So I was already late in the game, according to my mother. My mother thought my biological clock was digital. That's why I couldn't hear it. But I was already late in the game. Well, you're preaching to the choir. (laughs) (laughs) And what I realized is that for me, that was just right. Because I had done enough on my own to realize that it was going to be so much better with a true best friend at my side with somebody that I could cheer for too and make a home life with. 
and have what everybody always asks about. How do you do balance? Lisa, there's no such thing. There are some days where your job gets more, your family gets more. What you have to make sure of is that everybody gets what they need. And it can't always be you providing it. So I've been really blessed to have someone that I trust to grow a family with. And what I realized was maybe I didn't see myself having kids because my mom said I was kind of a loser magnet. Like if there was a guy within 15,000 miles that might not treat me well, that thought he was funnier than what he was and blah, 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 blah. Oh, I was going to date him. And finally she said, you know, you're attracted to people who are not treating you as the Lord's child that you are. Why is that? And I said, well, I, I, I guess because I allow it. And she goes, well, stop allowing it. You know, that's not the worst thing to be alone. And this was my mother who was constantly telling me to be, you know, meet a husband. Finally, she said, no, I want you to be happy and I want you to be healthy. And I'm not so sure that your choices are, show, are showing me that that's, are you praying enough? Like what's in your life right now? And I always had her to kind of bring me back. Like, why are you doing this alone? You have the Lord. Lean into him so he can lean into you. And that's what I continue to do. Let's take a quick commercial break and then more with Harris Faulkner. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You know, Harris, we saw the NFL and really just the country rally behind Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin. You know, all 32 teams included pray for Damar on their Twitter avatars. ESPN's uh, Dan Orlovsky prayed for him uh, on live TV. You know, we had teams engaging in prayer circles. Just uh, you know, a lot of prayer, even his uh teammate, Buffalo Bills star quarterback Josh Allen, said that he experienced a spiritual awakening through all of it. And what it really comes down to is prayer works, 
but prayer doesn't always get the admiration and 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 the positivity and and the necessary attention that it deserves. Why do you think that is? Because people are trying to cancel it. You know, we're we're in a time in in our young country's history when you compare us to the rest of the world where we got a bunch of young control freaks telling us how to live. I don't know how many of them have spent even a moment with the generation that we're losing now, World War II veterans. I almost want a bunch of them to go up and do a TED Talk together and remind everybody what the greatest generation looks like. You know, our parents, and I'm older than you are, but my dad served in Vietnam two tours. Our parents are not that far apart in age. Our, our parents wouldn't settle for being canceled over our faith, over our patriotism, or over fighting for our freedom. They wouldn't stand for that. And right now, we need to pray boldly. We need to be bold in our faith. When someone asks, Harris, how do you deal with the toughest situations in news? I do cover a lot of disasters. Um, it is what it is. If you see me show up, like when I went down to the border and we were going after illegal immigrants who were coming across in every poorest point from Texas to Arizona, there was some heartbreak out there, too. There were people dying in the desert, women being raped and left. It was unbelievable. And people say, well, where do you take that? And I say, you know, at the end of the day, I give it to God. I pray. Oh, Harris. You're going to talk about your faith? Now, earlier in my career, I had a news director tell me that I'd rather have you say anything than that. And I said, really? Because we have coworkers out there in the newsroom who are sleeping on their wives right now with each other. Like, really? You'd rather hear that? I, we know TMI, too much information about people, but I can't share my faith. And I think as I've gotten more into parenthood and have a 16 and now a 13-year-old daughter... I have a responsibility to pray boldly. The world is hard. It always has been. It's not going to get any easier. And now we have people who would rather we just give up the fight of spirituality. So this is the time for us to really go bold. And I'm not going to prophesize and try and convert people or do any of that. But I've written a book that touches people in a certain way. And, they, and I hear from these people in social media and Lisa, you did a digital a digital forum with me. All those people on that chat. You were amazing, by the way. It was so cool. Well, and Harris, how has that been? Because to your point, you know, I did this book signing, this live book signing with you, and just the impact and hearing from so many people of just you putting out the power of prayer and doing this book, what it meant to so many people who, you know, who were part of this event, just so many people telling their stories. What has that been like for you, to, to just hear the impact of a book that you wrote on so many lives. I mean, that has to be pretty special and, and a pretty cool thing. It's humbling. And it has brought me to tears when I meet people. I'll spontaneously at a Barnes and Noble somewhere do a prayer circle with people in line. No, it is not my job to prophesize, but I can be a witness and I can live according to what I say. I'm not perfect. There will always be examples of imperfection of each of us, past and Unfortunately, present and future. The Lord doesn't expect that. But to see so many people pray and believe that, okay, so just like the person in that story with the 80-some-year-old grandmother whose home was destroyed and every home on her block in 2019, Lee County, Alabama, Ernestine, in that twister outbreak that I covered, to find the story of her miracle surviving inside of a prayer closet. Praying, the EMTs show up and she's still praising God 
for the life that she had had, for his will to be that she have more of that life, and praising him for the dramatic, dramatic grace that he shed on her that day. Just getting the reaction of people who read those stories in Faith Still Moves Mountain has caused me also, I get it when Josh Allen, the quarterback for the, the Bills, the Buffalo Bills says this, it, it does cause a renewal in your own life. It regenerates your belief in your spirit and something that you know to be true, but then you want to be a dynamic voice to make sure people really understand what truth sounds like. I have more responsibility than ever now to get the news right. I have people's attention. To tell the truth about foundationally, how I keep it together, it's all God. He delivered my husband to me. That's a blessing, a gift from the Lord. And it comes with expectation. And what I love about you, Lisa, and meeting your parents is that your parents had expectations on your life. I feel that when I'm around them with you, that that they look at you and you are their light and look at you shine. Deservedly so. A divine assignment that you have. And I feel like your parents had the same impact on your life because I've heard you talk about your parents with, you know, so much love, so much admiration, uh, you know, your father serving this country with bravery. You know, talk about the impact and, and their shaping of you and in your role that you're in now. Well, one simple strain that ran through my upbringing was that when my father first left for war, he had a picture of my mom in his cockpit. The second tour, it was the two of us. I was sitting in her lap as a baby. He prayed for her and he prayed for me. He was an intercessor for us while he was being shot at in the sky because he would pray that someone have protection over us. Lord, would you bring people into their lives who can do what I would do if I were there? Watch over them, Lord. And if it is your will, return me to them. But I need for you to protect my baby and my, my beloved Shirley. That was a story that was repeated throughout my life. And when you and I talk and we say we're going to pray for each other, I know it's true. I'm just looking for the truth. And that's where it begins. When someone who cares about you so much gives you the greatest gift, and that's of prayer and faith. And that's how I was raised. So it had a huge impact on me because I'm now doing it for my children. I'm not always going to be with them, but I will be through the Lord. And what I love about your book is that you're not just talking about faith and prayer and the abstract. What you're doing is giving concrete examples about how people leaned on prayer, leaned on God to get through some really tough times. You referenced some uh, earlier just now. You know, oftentimes when we go into writing something, we, we kind of have a preconceived notion of what we want to write or, or, you know, the notes that we want to hit and these sorts of things. By the conclusion of the book, after talking to all these people, after hearing all these incredible stories, what did you learn through writing it and that entire process? That every story leads to the next. The, the more I dug into the young girl who went with a college group to Haiti, and unfortunately, the timing of it was she hadn't been there long before she sent her parents a final text that said she wanted to open an orphanage and how happy she was and that she thought she'd found her purpose and then died shortly thereafter in the huge earthquake that killed over 100,000 people on that island. Um, when people read that story, they think, I can get through my trials and tribulations. That motivates me to lean in with my prayer. 
maybe they got a cancer diagnosis that day or whatever they're dealing with, the Lord meets you in your season, wherever you are. When, uh, when people tell me what a story in Faith Still Moves Mountains is doing to help them move their own mountains, I have no words. I'm just humbled by it and so grateful that I listen to the Lord. You know, sometimes something will click into our heart and we're thinking, well, that's going to be too hard. It won't be. It didn't come from you. And so I'm, I'm eternally grateful for people sharing based on what they read and Faith Still Moves Mountains. And looking forward to having a deepening faith because they then are experiencing movement in their lives. And it's God's timing. So it's not immediate. And that's a huge message in the book that people walk away with. And I think that's important. What would you say? I mean, there's so many young people right now who are like, man, this is a chaotic world. It is hard to navigate my way through it. As someone who they look up to, what kind of advice would you give young people in just navigating this chaotic world, you know, full of evil uh, and just a, a lot of chaos right now? We are becoming more secular as a nation. Pew Research and Gallup have both looked at this. And by 2070, we will no longer be a predominantly, will be far less than 50% Christian Judeo nation. That means we're changing in ways that we can't even calculate. Um, so the support for being someone who prays and publicly talks about it may grow more difficult. Do not wither in that wind, is what I would tell young people. You will need something more than your circle of friends and certainly your followers on social media. You will need people who are not just disciples. Jesus had many, 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 many disciples, but he only had 12 apostles. Nobody ever talked about that. They get the lingo wrong. Those are two different things. And even among those 12 apostles, there was even one he couldn't count on among them. So think about how hard it's going to be for us to shore up an inner circle, a squad, if you will. I tell young people, be careful that you also become someone. And I say be careful because do it on purpose. Don't mistakenly fall into the category, but do it on purpose over and over. Be that clutch person, that blessing in somebody else's life. Be one of their apostles. That's part of our journey, too. Don't gossip, tell the truth, and don't take life for granted. It truly is shorter than you think. Look at Damar Hamlin recently, 24 years old. I think one of the reasons that watching him in a cardiac arrest in the middle of a National Football League field and game between the Bengals and the Bills, part of what got generation to generation to generation, the tension of people every age span, particularly young people who were about his age, is that they couldn't fathom it. What? Something can happen? And then we prayed as a nation. And how remarkable is that? And no one was shamed. What are you doing? Praying on TV. I do. I say it all the time. I do it all the time. I mean, I'll have a, a mother on. I prayed for the family just last week of the cartel hit that was put on that California family with an open border. This is what we're dealing with reportedly. That's what they think happened. I pray for that family, that young girl and her 10-month-old baby who were gone. I learn the names of people, lift them up. And so I tell people, do that. Practice surviving. And part of your survival skills, powerful prayer. Be bold. Quick break. More with Harris. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What do you think would happen in the country if we turned to prayer as a solution like we saw happen with Pray for DeMar? Well, only good things. I mean, it's never going to be completely washed of evil because the devil is real and Lord knows he has disciples. But I'd rather go down in a fight with the biggest weapon, a spiritual weapon. And I don't give up easily. And I know America doesn't either. So if we go forward, it's not about going backwards. We have to go forward and we have to build out the power of prayer in our lives. And we need to tell people about our miracles and our struggles and how we survive them. It's God's will and timing. It's not always what you intend, but it can be amazing. It can be amazing grace. And I think we become a better country. I think we produce people who believe that all things are possible. And we need some of that definitely need some of that. Prayer works in the country, and we need it more. And I just want to thank you for joining the show, Harris. You're a colleague and a friend. I care so much about you. Thanks so much for joining the show. Everyone go check out Faith Still Moves Mountains. Oh, thank you so much. It's still a bestseller on Amazon. Thanks to good Lord and all the readers out there. Go out and be bold. Lisa, thank you for your friendship and for your faith and for having me on. You too, Harris. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. That was Fox News host Harris Faulkner. Uh, so much respect for her. I'm a huge fan of hers just as a person and also just uh, as someone I look up to in television. So I want to thank her for coming on the show. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. 
Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the show. I love reading those. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Until next time. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.